Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Next Horizon Podcast, where we talk about AI technology and all things related. So this week, we are reviewing what has happened, uh, which is a lot as always, uh, co-pilot, humanoid robots, presentation tools, and who are we after AI? So I am iterating on the format of this podcast and newsletter, uh, but I'm excited because I think the idea of news from the week, exploring some specific tools and products, and then diving deeper into the implications of AI is making a lot of sense to me. So the news, some product, and some philosophy, which sums me up in my interest as well. So here we go. Let's dive into it. So latest news and updates from this week in AI and technology. You know, first off, the five biggest announcements from Microsoft Build 2023. Microsoft came out big with Build 2023, and it was AI-focused, as you can imagine. And they announced <clears throat> their AI co-pilot for Windows 11, Office 365, Bing for ChatGPT, and a host of other things. And you can check out the link to the article in the newsletter, which you can find at news.nexthorizon.co and the link, of course, in the show notes. The company, quoting from this article, the company has made several announcements on how it's expanding its use of AI across its apps and services, including Windows 11, Microsoft 365, and more. So lots to come from there. No surprise, really. Uh, AI focused from Microsoft. Uh, another article, AI startup figure raises $70 million to build humanoid robots. This was inevitable and will likely accelerate. Quoting from this article, the new funding will be used to accelerate the development and manufacturing of the company of the company's first autonomous humanoid, which is expected to launch in the next few months. We believe general-purpose humanoid robots have far more potential than single-purpose robots, said Attic. The deployment into the workforce can help address labor shortages and over time lead the way in eliminating the need for unsafe and undesirable jobs. That from Reuters. So we will definitely see more of that coming. Uh, next up from Anthropic. Anthropic raises $450 million in Series C funding to scale reliable AI products. Uh, no signs of slowing down in the AI space. And funding continues to grow among all different companies. Anthropic, the builder of cloud, has raised $450 million, as we just mentioned. Quoting from their press release, We are pleased to announce that we have raised $450 million in Series C funding led by Spark Capital, with participation from Google, Salesforce Ventures, Sound Ventures, Zoom Ventures, and others. The funding will support our continued work developing helpful, harmful, harmless, and honest AI systems, including cloud an AI assistant that can perform a wide variety of conversational and text processing tasks. So continuing to grow, to grow significantly and the AI wars continuing to heat up. Uh, next up, uh, this one from NBC News, but also all over, Photoshop has entered the chat. Photoshop is synonymous with photo editing and manipulation, so it is not surprising that Adobe has added AI generation to the popular editing tool. And I will be doing some videos on TikTok about this because 
It is just absolutely fascinating. Uh, quoting from this article, the new AI tools will work similarly to other AI image creation technologies such as Midjourney and Dolly, which allow people to produce pictures from simple text prompts. And if you've seen some of the things going on with Photoshop, it is it's remarkable. Uh, so again, uh, AI moving into the photo editing, photo manipulation, photo creation, and likely going to see that continue significantly. And finally, from this week, NVIDIA to the moon. AI is taking a lot of companies to record highs, uh, including chipmaker NVIDIA. This from BBC News. Uh, NVIDIA has come to dominate the market for chips used in artificial intelligence AI systems. But all that would not be possible without powerful computer hardware, in particular computer chips from California-based NVIDIA. Originally known for making the type of computer chips that process graphics, particularly for computer games, NVIDIA hardware underpins most AI applications today. And I suspect, though... You know, it will be hard to tell, but NVIDIA and demand will continue to grow significantly. Of course, this is not financial advice, so don't take it as such. All right, uh, useful tools and resources. You know, I will, I'll be diving more and more into products and tools, not so much to just highlight what is out there, but to highlight specific types of tools, to use them, give some thoughts, and use cases for them. So this week I explored tools to help create slides and presentations. And I'll be creating a library on a number of these tools soon. So check back for more on that. And of course, over at news.nexthorizon.co, you can check out more on that. But tested out a number of different tools, how they worked, and what you can do with them. So first up, slidesai.io. Uh, this tool integrates directly with Google Slides. I took an article I wrote for Product Thinking, my other newsletter and podcast, and pasted it in. So this was about product roadmaps, and I asked for a presentation, and then I got one. So if you've written content, if you have any written content, less than 2,500 words for the free version, so you have to slim it down if you have uh, too long of an article or a post, and then you can easily generate a presentation, uh, which is going to save probably a significant amount of time for anybody who is generating a lot of presentations. I was having this exact conversation uh, with a friend of mine a few days ago where we were talking about uh, generating slides and how that is such a big part of many of our jobs. And being able to take a few prompts or take some text that we've written and generate the slides and be able to then edit them. So this is one of those tools. Super fascinating I definitely check that one out and I posted the first of a number of videos that I will be doing on TikTok as well. So you can check out how that works there. The next one, Tome.app. So Tome took my prompt to create a presentation on product roadmaps. I was, I was working on product roadmaps and ran with it. And it looks really good as well. I was impressed. I'd need to edit quite a bit if I wanted it to align with kind of the topic of the article that I had written. But the fact that I could simply create a presentation in a minute on a topic is incredible and have it generate the images, the slides, the text that goes with it. Again, just such powerful stuff uh, that we're able to do. So definitely check that one out. Uh, the next one was one called Send Steps. And I was impressed by the content generated by my simple prompt on this one again about product roadmaps. It gives more of a framework 
and again would need some editing, but also gives a lot of the presenter notes. And if you look at some of the screenshots that I put in the newsletter, probably not my first choice in graphics uh, for the subject, but definitely something that you could play around with and fine tune. And this is really about, I think, being able to edit it. So not so much that it's creating the final version, but really creating a framework for you and then allowing you to go through and do additional things with it. So I thought that was a really interesting one. Finally, chatbot.com. So I wasn't able to create a product roadmap presentation with this one, unfortunately, because the traffic was too high. So I had to settle for a cached prompt about the failure of Zoom, which was interesting in itself, you know, looking at a failed product, which I think is a fascinating topic anyway. It seemed simpler than the other presentations uh, that I had generated from these other tools, both in style and content, which ultimately may, wake, may work for your purposes, uh, or it may not, but definitely one to check out as well. So those are a number of the different tools that I've been experimenting with. Again, definitely go check out the newsletter link in the show notes for more about those. If you are generating a lot of presentations or needing a lot of presentations for your work or for whatever else it is. So wrapping it up here, kind of a deep dive into some additional implications. Who will be, who will we be when AI takes our jobs or at least disrupt significant portions of them. Something that I think is on many people's minds, it's been on my mind, because job disruptions aren't unusual. As new technology advances, it always disrupts the old way of doing things. Uh, According to an article in The Atlantic, quoting, before progress was linear and predictable, you figured out the steps and computers followed them. It followed the procedure It didn't learn, it didn't improvise. The MIT professor David Autor, one of the world's foremost experts on employment and technological change, told me, ChatGPT and the like do improvise, promising to destabilize a lot of white-collar work, regardless of whether they eliminate jobs or not. So it's difficult to say how many jobs will be disrupted or eliminated, especially among the more educated or the highly educated but the rapid advance of AI may take this disru- may make this disruption unusual and take it to in a new direction. According to an article in Wired, uh, we've never had a wave of automation in which white-collar workers are uniquely vulnerable, and we should therefore expect this one to play out differently. The crux of the difference lies in the relationship that blue-collar and white-collar workers have with work. According to one study, white-collar workers tend to feel that they express their full potential more at work than blue-collar workers do. They also experience higher levels of developing inner self at work. So I think this is fascinating because it kind of goes to the heart of work in general. While many who work in manual labor or more blue-collar jobs more rightly identify their work as a means to an end or a paycheck, many of us who work in white-collar jobs I say more wrongly, develop our identities around our jobs. And this is due to a number of factors. For for many of us, our work becomes more of an art form or a creative expression. We view it as an expression of ourselves. And so to see a machine be able to master the appearance of creativity 
is shocking at first. I, I wouldn't necessarily call it fully creative at this point, given how most of these uh, AI tools are creating, but it's getting there. Uh, quoting again from Wired, at the furthest edge of white-collar work is a species of tasks where competency is so admired that it becomes a sport or an art. And competency is rewarded by society with status and esteem over and above financial compensation. This is the category of games of logic and art. Our shock at the new wave of AI models like ChatGPT and MidJourney comes from their proficiency at the artier, more creative tasks like writing and illustration. But more strictly, logical sports of chess and Go have long since been conquered by previous waves of AI. And so it may be instructive for left-brainers to look in on how the right-brainers have handled usurption emotionally and practically. So the question really becomes, how have other areas handled this type of disruption? In the game of Go, top players took a number of different paths, as described in this article. For some, it pushed them out of the game and into depression. For others, they actually ended up joining AI research teams. If you can't beat them, join them, you know. And still for others, they shifted their old approach in how they played Go and how they approached uh, the public from a Go perspective and have ended up thriving because of it. Uh, quoting again, important in this story too, unlike Fan, who is one of the Go players, whose pivot to temporary AI research consultant could be seen as a demotion from European Go champion, Key's pivot allowed him to remain at the top of his game. So each of these players took a different path and it ultimately landed them in a different place after this massive disruption from AI. So we're likely to see a massive shift in the coming years based on technology we've created. And it is already happening. According to the LA Times, both slowly and then rapidly, so quoting from an, an article again in the LA Times, the maddening thing is that, at least at first, it probably is not going to look like much of anything. There will be no cybernetic android that lumbers over to your desk and takes over your work duties. No disembodied robot voice that suddenly assumes command of your department. It might just look like routine layoffs or a freelancer having more trouble finding work. If you've not seen this yet, you probably will. And in the end, we're still getting more AI and fewer humans, even if the AI is not doing the human's job exactly. AI will be used by executives and managers much more this way to help gin up investment in future forward products that require less labor costs to make, to buffer layoffs or attrition in human departments, and to hire more part-time or project-based workers. So ultimately the question if isn't if it happens, but more about how this happens when and when it happens and then how do we react individually and collectively can you individually make the shift to a new world and for those who struggle what can we collectively do to ease the transition we've historically been very bad about this when disruption happens not everyone can just learn to code as we often like to say or in this case learn to ai hopefully we can do better this time around. And if we can't, well, maybe AI can help us. So that is our discussion of some of the news and products and more philosophical deep dives from this week. Uh, if you liked 
this podcast. Don't forget to follow us wherever you get your podcasts and definitely subscribe to our weekly newsletter over at news.nexthorizon.co. Find all of the links in the show notes and follow us on social media. You can follow me at Kyle Larry Evans on Twitter and TikTok. And you can follow uh, the AI updates and videos that I post on TikTok as well. That's at ai.nexthorizon. So you can find me there. So until next time, we will continue to follow all of the updates happening in AI and technology and talk again next week.